Hello there, and a massively big warm welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast, a place to share tips, tricks, and discussion on all things growing and gardening in northern climates. I'm your host, Erin, and I grow here in Zone 3 on a farmstead where we grow multitudes of things and plants for food, and we also produce seeds for retail. I am also an educator and a student of anthropology, and today I get to explore that side a little more by delving into the cultural history, use, and folklore surrounding plants in my mini-series, The History and Folklore of Plants. I do share some tips along the way. I feel I should put a quick disclaimer in here that although I am talking about the uses of herbs or plants and you know, looking at ways they may have been used medically or traditionally. I am not a certified herbalist or medical professional in any way. Uh, This podcast is purely to put on our anthropologist hats and just talk about plant histories. This episode, I'm going to be talking about yarrow, which I am very much looking forward to. And what am I drinking, first of all? I wish I could say an afternoon cup of herbal tea, but ashamed to say, or maybe not ashamed to say, today got busy. It is still my cup of coffee coffee from this morning, so that's okay. I'll get it finished at some point today. So let's get right into yarrow. Yarrow is a small flowering herb. It grows here in North America, um, as well as being native to northern parts of Asia and Europe. It does grow here in Zone 3. It was introduced uh, into this part of the Americas, but it is normally native to more temperate climates. The name Yarrow derives from an old Sax the old Saxon English, and I think the word to pronounce is Yarrow, Yarrow, but it's from a very old Saxon word. So the plant has a lot of old, old ties to um, England, uh, the British Isles, and Northern Europe in particular. It does look very pretty too. It um it the heads have lots of tiny little packed flowers and depending on the variety of yarrow you're growing, its colors can range from white to yellow uh to pinks. So it's a very pretty uh plant with lots of tiny delicate heads that are tightly packed on there. Historically, it has been used as a medicinal herb. Um so it's made into a so traditionally, we would make it into like a powder. It's a stipic. So it is designed to prevent bleeding wounds from bleeding further. Um, it does contain, they have found in studies that yarrow does contain two uh, ingredients that coagulate blood. So it will help um, with bleeding wounds and will help stop uh blood flow there. So typically it is ground into a powder and used to stop uh, wounds from bleeding out there. I have seen its reference to being used this way from many, many different times and places in history. So this aspect of the plant, it's, it was well spread and it, it was well used. I saw that apparently it is familiar, um, even with ancient Greeks, um, in the legend of Achilles, the Greeks reference um, Achilles. He was supposed 
to he was supposed to carry Yarrow with him to war to help with wounds. So he apparently, according to the legend, he carried Yarrow around with him to help treat wounds in war, which is pretty far back if you think of how far um you know the ancient Greeks were back in history. Then in later times we even see references to its use by various military legions, even as late into the U.S. Civil War, where it could be used to treat wounds on the battlefield. So even in the Civil War, um, Yarrow was commonly used to treat wounds. And I have also had the wonderful pleasure of meeting a First Nations elder. And this was how I first actually got introduced to Yarrow and what it was. Um, I was talking and discussing some gardening uh, some gardening things and possibly doing a seed exchange with a First Nations elder. And they were wonderful and told me um, about Yarrow and its uses. And they did say traditionally they also used Yarrow um, in that way as a stipic to stop bleeding as well. So not only that's its kind of main big use that it has been used for that I can see throughout history as well but not only has it uh, been used that way it has also been widely used for ritual magic divination as a charm or essentially as a herb for some form of spiritual practice so in Britain in traditional folklore it did get a quite a bad rap or a bad reputation for a while as it was used uh, as a love charm essentially by young women so it varies regionally I was reading about it um, but it varies regionally in the exact way it was used but essentially to use yarrow as a love charm young women would pick up uh, would pick the plant pick the flowers and they would say a rhyme some form of rhyme over it and it does vary but the rhyme typically is about uh to summarize it, it is about Yarrow. Help help me find my lover. or um, Can you help me seek out my lover, who my future lover will be? And it would be placed under one's pillow and it were, would reveal one's true lover to the lucky girl who picked the herb. And that seems fairly innocent, right? It just seems like young, uh, whimsical women playing, playing little games, uh, especially, you know, young teenage girls. And they were just just playing games, playing around, that type of thing. Um, However, in the witch trial of Elspeth Riach in the Orkney Islands of Scotland, 1616, her use of Yarrow was actually used against her. So we kind of, at first, we see lots of folklore in in Britain about... um, you know, it kind of seems fairly innocent that Yarrow is just used as a love charm uh, in love rituals. And then this is the first use I could find of it where Yarrow was actually used as evidence against a woman in a witch trial. And this is when we also start to see the literature change a little bit on Yarrow. But Elspeth had been found to be using the herb to cure illnesses by chanting and reciting spells over it. And that was probably um, before the witch trials and the witch hunts began. Lots of women were traditionally healers known as cunning folk. Um, 
and it's likely she was just chanting some healing spells or over it and it was believed to help heal that way if she did it in a certain way however in the trials because she was seen doing that it was it contributed to uh the verdict of witchcraft so unfortunately uh she was executed for witchcraft and then we start to see it in some circles gain a reputation as it's also called the devil's nettle or devil's plaything. And it was thought to be used in witchcraft and practice and generally associated with evil. So we kind of start to see that circle. Um, on one end, you have people using it throughout history as a medicinal herb. But in some circles, it starts to be called, um, you know, be associated with witchcraft and devil's plaything and associated with evil. I don't really when I was looking, um, you know, deeper into the history of this, I don't see where there was really a turning point where we kind of said, okay, Yarrow isn't to do with the witch and the devils and you know, when we kind of started saying, hey, it's okay, it's actually just this medicinal herb. Um, I don't see any turning point really back to that. So I don't know how the change in ideas um, came about from that, whether it was just time. And then we started, you know, people started realizing that you could use this herb uh, in a way that I imagine maybe healers started using it in a way or physicians in a way that they decided or deemed was not using it in a particular way that was associated with with with, with witchcraft. So I think at some point there was that turnaround there in history. Um, and it is used in the Middle Ages. It was used also to flavor beers. Um where traditional hops weren't available, you could use Yarrow to flavor beers, which really got me interested because on our farmstead, we love um, experimenting and making our own uh, beers just to drink here. And now I'm really curious about Yarrow beer um, because in Sweden, I also saw in Sweden, it is still known as a field hop. So it it's been used traditionally and contemporarily to um, flavor beers. So I'm super curious about learning more about that and trying that as well. So what about some uses of yarrow today? It definitely has a mixed history, but primarily we still see it as beneficial. Um, typically, it is helpful to plant in gardens as a pollinator plant. So we see it as a really useful pollinator. And it is supposed to attract beneficial insects into your garden. So just planting it is supposed to be really good, especially if you want to make like a pollinator or bee-friendly garden. It also makes a really delightful herbal tea. Um, and it is fairly abundant, especially if you are going foraging and you know what to look for. Of course, if in doubt, don't pick something if you're doubting yourself. But if you know what to look for and you've learned what to look for, you can actually um, forage for yarrow. It's pretty abundant around here. And and I'm really excited as a leeway. I'm really excited for foraging season to be underway. It's starting to, the snow's melting and the rivers are thawing out. And it definitely feels like it's starting to um, be upon us soon. But you can simply cut and steep yarrow leaves in hot water 
and you get a lovely herbal tea that is relaxing and soothing. So you do get a lovely soothing herbal tea from it, um, which I think I will have to uh, definitely make make more herbal teas this year. I also made a mint tea last year from Mint in our garden and we burned through the teas uh, quite quite quickly. So that's on my list of things I need to increase this year is tea production. Well, that was it for today. Um, it was quite a lovely little short overview there on yarrow. I was really looking forward to this episode because I do love the plant and I think it's such a useful and beautiful plant. Although I will say um, some people may think of it as a weed. I I was in a local gardening Facebook group once and somebody was asking the best way to get rid of all the yarrow in their garden as it was a weed and so many people were commenting like no no it's actually a really great plant to have in your garden it's not a weed we swear but uh, I think it's just difference of opinion and I, I think in some parts of the world where it was introduced it is considered a weed but I think the person was finally convinced to keep some of the yarrow because of its uses and if you are if you have too much yarrow like this person has they were able to just dig the yarrow out by the roots, right down there by the roots that they didn't want. So just dig it, dig out the yarrow they didn't need. But um, I'm really looking forward to growing more yarrow and also foraging for yarrow this year. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I really appreciate it. If you want to get in touch, please email the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, I also wanted to say I have, um, I think I saw a review on there, a five-star review from somebody. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That is awesome. So please leave reviews if uh, you like the show. I really appreciate that as well. You can visit um, me on Instagram too to connect with me there and find links to our little farmstead seed store as well. Uh, my Instagram handle is now the underscore northern underscore grower. So that's where you can find me on Instagram if you would like to connect. I wish you a wonderful garden season and a bountiful um, 2021. Thank you so much. Take care.